You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. If you guys are watching Lulz for the first time, because it's uh, on my channel as well tonight, welcome. This is a show that is dedicated to removing the toxicity, not only in the esports world, but throughout the world. It could even be a Top Shot Discord, Brian. I am here with my buddy, the man who binks the MMA tournaments, Brian Hooper, Brick75. What would you say to the people who have never seen the show? What are they getting themselves into? Uh, I think you summed it up pretty nicely. I, I, I didn't know, uh, we're back in the toxicity streets till you let me, let me know with a, with a tweet about top shot. I didn't even know top shot existed, uh, seven days ago, but you know, uh, our fight never, never ends. It doesn't, you know, it's like playing whack-a-mole with toxicity. It's always there. And, uh, once you think you have ended it. It is back. As Lou says here, we will end toxicity in 2021 if it's the last thing we do. I will say this is a little bit of a throwback from a few weeks ago. The least toxic chat I had ever seen, Brian, was the Nickelodeon chat for that Saints-Bears game. Did you check that out a little bit or did I send you a screenshot of it? Yeah, you sent, sent something. Uh, what was it? I didn't, even, I didn't even watch it, honestly. What was it like live streamed or something on nickelodeon's website or what i don't know what how i which stream i was on uh i don't think it was actually affiliated with nickelodeon i think it still was a pirated stream but the the discourse matched you know the um the age demographic they were going for so i was very impressed okay yeah no i i, I saw on twitter people were were going off with nickelodeon jokes i'm i didn't even bother to check it out i mean i thought it was like literally streamed on the nickelodeon channel i don't i don't know uh, it, it might've been, I don't, I'm not, I tried to pull it up on my Roku, like the Nickelodeon. I just went to the app and it wasn't there. They didn't have live on that. So I was like, screw it. I'll just do what I always do and, and bootleg these streams. So, um, Nickelodeon needs to remove their toxic streaming options. So, uh, speaking of toxic language, wait till Daniel on the ground, you ends this session with Doug Polk. I keep turning my head to see what the carnage is every five seconds. Do you think, uh, yeah, so 
these there's been these clips going around someone put it together a montage of both doug and daniel in these and i would say early on daniel had some very memeable post-game interviews but i feel like doug is now in the mix too getting pretty worked up in these post-game interviews oh yeah i think he took offense to that uh that it's all luck I mean, it honestly. It, I mean, how can you tell without seeing everyone's whole cards? I guess and watching every single hand. Yeah. But I'm popping in and out here. It did look to me like D Negs was getting like pretty unlucky, <laughs> you know. And then today, he definitely had a few coolers. He had like two two pair to like middle two to top two, which in heads up you're just gonna go. And it was like a dry board. You're gonna go broke and um, straight to higher straight. Uh, or at least two I saw. <laughs> he was down. He was down like five hundred, uh, not five hundred k, but but Polk had five hundred k combined between his two tables at his for a second there. But but Dnegs has made clawed back like two of those so far. I can see the the sparkle in your eyes. Do you have? I mean, I remember when we first talked at the beginning of this podcast, you had sworn off poker forever. But I feel like recently the itch might just barely be there. It is. It's just barely there because of this. And then I'm like, and then I'll go and I'll research a little bit. I'm like, okay, what are these, what are the kids doing these days? And I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to do this again. Why, why do I? And I just turn it off. Yeah. The, uh, the content about around it has been good. Lots of the post-game interviews are, are great, uh, idea. And I feel like it's getting people talking in the poker world where there's not much live poker going on at all. There's not the kind of tournament circuit and the other kind of things that bring buzz to poker. So to have these two outspoken guys duking it out is pretty fun. Yeah. The, I mean, I can't even play. That's another reason why I'm like, well, what am I doing? Like, why would I research something that I can't even do legally? So it's not, it's not worth it. But like, can you imagine, I wonder how big this would be in like 2007. 2008 you know they would have i know there wasn't youtube back then and stuff but like there it would be the the audience there's just so many more american players back then everyone played poker would the equivalent have been like doyle brunson versus phil ivy heads up challenge like the old school guy versus the new guy on the block <laughs> yeah maybe doyle was still pretty old even back then but yeah 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 maybe maybe like eric seidel like you can't say you could say phil helmuth but he might have been a couple years younger than Negreanu is now, and I think people give Negreanu more credit for being a good player. Yeah. Do you yeah. can you let Siler know? Uh, do you know the particulars yeah. of the challenge? I know that they just agreed to extend it recently. Yeah. So uh, they're on the twenty eighth day. Uh, they have seventeen thousand hands, and they agreed to play to twenty five thousand hands, and what. I'm watching Joey Ingram stream and he's up to 250k right just right in this session and 700 before the session started. So he's up almost a million dollars um with what is that? 8k hands to play. Okay. Very nice. I mean, I I think the Granu can call it off because he played like the uh, initial 125 and agreed to keep playing again. I'm not sure if he – I don't think he'll call it off, but uh, this is a ass whooping today. Okay, I want to actually see if I can do something because this reminded me I was talking with um, my college buddies, and one of them sent this link over. So someone made a one-minute spoof of uh, poker vlogs, and it is extremely funny. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. Um, I'm going to try to do the screen share with the audio and uh, and see if we can do this here because it is very funny. And now that we're talking poker, I really want to watch it again. So let's give this a shot here. Hopefully you guys can hear this. Brian, just flag me if for some reason you can't. Okay. Hey, welcome back to the vlog. I can hear it. Time we get into, we pick up quiggities. I cut off the hijack for the button and I limp left free. The old man with a cup of coffee who appears to be small and blind to my left raises. The bigger blind dude folds in his back onto me. Now, against any other player, I'd bet three times, but seeing as he's an egg or a young form of a louse or other parasitic insect, I don't think he'd be opening as a small blind person lightly. So I just lie down flat. The flip-flop comes, a G, J, poop, pride colors. He checks me out, and I check him out back. 
We turn around. The next card is brought to you by the letter A. The old man with coffee bets half a stack. And I'm thinking the letter A favors his home home on the range better than my home home on the range. And what's worse is that I think he's been smoking some marijuana because he's now pot committed. However, I might have a chance to gut shot this villain in the nuts. So I lie flat again with the hopes to triple I backslide into the river. The last card is a wet one, which is why we call it the river. I shove my nuts into the old man's coffee and he snaps. I <laughs> his nuts bust and we take this down. Nice to suck out on his nuts there on that wet river, making my straight. It just goes to show that it really pays off to be aggressively straight in poker. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. That was that was a waste of time. God damn it! No, you were... I you know uh, I, I bet a DFS one could could be made too. Just pretty similar. I uh, I did do one like that last year. I did DFS players on a on a losing Sunday. Uh, it wasn't as uh, subtle as his though. That was uh, that was really well done. I need to get back in the uh, the parody streets. Um, see, see the chat liked it, even though you didn't, because you don't. You probably don't watch poker vlogs. Like you've probably never seen an Andrew Nemi or Brad Owen poker vlog. Nope. Okay, so you don't even get the reference points. Why did I yeah. even try? Yeah, no, they're too they're too new school. <laughs> cool. Like I, I have such a hard time like capturing because you're 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 watching all of this action from the heads up thing, but not you're just not into the overall kind of poker ecosystem. Right. Yeah. No, I like followed Joey because of when he started interviewing DFS players. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Like four or five years ago. He did like a DFS week, right? Where he had Peter Jennings on and Levitan and Silva and someone else, I think. Bales. Dave Jones, I think. Yeah. And yeah, I think he had most of the crossover poker guys on there. Um, yeah. And Joey, I believe back in the day, too, was doing a, a sweat show for Roto Grinders, too. I believe when Eric Crane won the Millie, he was on a live Roto Grinders sweat show with Joey Ingram. Yeah. That, I think that was a, like a Roto Grinders sponsored show. Yeah. Yeah. He stopped doing those, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all you right, were saying see. they should do something like that. Remember you sent me a message like how bad they handled uh, the whatever, the champ NFL championship, DFS championship this year? Not Roto-Grinders, but DraftKings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was so bizarre. Like they had – they waited to do the content until the day of like, so they had interviewed uh, Osimo and Bales and they had some funny clips of them going back and forth, but they waited until Sunday, like when the games were going on to like tweet those out as opposed to earlier in the week to kind of build investment in the, you know, the characters who were playing. And then on the day when it goes live, they go, we're live now for sweating the DK championship. You quick click the link and it's just a picture of the the live draft board. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Didn't they like bring in some people though, or no? I think eventually they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that, and I, I think eventually they brought somebody in. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, they they. Um, well, I guess it is different. Like with because ESPN provided all that for the poker rooms back in the day. So like you you don't I guess you wouldn't expect. I mean, maybe that's a. a uh, one of these sites can get into it and try to build out what what ESPN did for poker instead of DraftKings doing it. It yeah. makes more sense for a third party to do it anyways, I think. Yeah, and there's just so many other things you can do. Like they need someone at the DK Sportsbook should put out handicap odds for who is going to win it. You know, I think we've talked yeah. about this with others. So just anything to get conversation going get people a feel a disrespected oh what you have me as 100 to 1 odds to win you know anything like that there's yeah. so much more world building and in, like we know Osmo, we know bale so we know these guys but the general public who we're trying to bring in to love this mm -hmm. stuff they don't know jack shit about this they gotta tell a story yeah i'm i'm i mean I mean, i'm assuming that they'd that'd be legal now in the states that it's legal sports bet but maybe maybe not i mean if you could bet on league of legend teenagers from china you should be able to bet the, the last thing we need is bales pulling a weehan in the dk <laughs> championship <laughs> bales got a little poker daddy needs to pay off a little um, top shot that and so i mean we we are going to talk about your mma win we also have a big uh mma slate coming up on 
Saturday. First, uh, but I want to say, are you have you looked into Top Shot? Are you still bewildered because you're a blockchain bro? You were early, you were in this. So what are what are your Top Shot thoughts? I don't know enough about it. I know I saw you had a stream earlier with with uh, Matic, and I, I, I intend to watch it. Is that like an informational? It's very. Breakdown? I force myself to make it a full-on primer 101 show. So yeah, okay. if you know nothing about it, it's a good place to start. Yeah, but I mean, it, the, of what I do know, I've come around a little bit in these last seven days. Like, because like, what what value does a baseball card have? I mean, yeah, it it's got no other value than what we put on it, and and so I guess yeah, if like that's the new baseball card, you, you can make ton of money it seems like quite a bit though for a brand new thing to be valued at whatever like a mickey mantle already i yeah. don't know that seems a little extreme but what do i know maybe yeah. maybe it is what i'm wrestling with is i agree with you the prices already seem outrageous and yet like the market hasn't even reached the tipping point like we're still in like the early adopter phase here of the people who are in on it yeah what but I, I mean, I guess, yeah, if it's a baseball card and they're only, so what is like the scarcity level is like are some of the cards going to be just one. I don't think they have any one. So they have, they have various sets. And so they have like these rare legendary sets. I think some of the smaller ones are runs of 50 or less. And then they have some that are 250 or less. And then they have their more common packs, which would be a 5,000, a 7,500, the bigger ones where people are buying tons of packs. So obviously the more scarce cards, the more rare ones are the ones that are commanding the most money. Right. Yeah. So the, the lowest is what you think? Um. Oh man, this, I just, I just got my feelings hurt. Top shot is the new KTOV. <laughs> When is Rando going to start tweeting about Top Shot? How have we not gotten Rando on Top Shot yet? Oh, I lost you. You did? I can hear you. You lost my audio? Uh-oh. Brian froze. So while Brian is working this out, I will, I will say I absolutely love this photo of where it froze on Brian. I feel like I could just say anything and he's just wrapped with attention, just longingly looking at me, smiling, eating up everything I say. Uh, Brian will be back. Oh, all right. He he is he is heavy to go. He'll come back in here in a second. Let me check in on the chat here. What the fuck is Top Shot? Check out the video that I put out yesterday. It uh it covers it all. I'm back. You're yeah, back. That was definitely me, right? It was definitely you. Okay. I think you have too many Negranu streams up on your computer right now. <laughs> it's on my U Roku. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's a sign. Top shot's not it. <laughs> this is this is it. It just kills your internet the second you start talking about it. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I. How much money do you have invested in it currently? <sighs> I've, I doubt like no one has actually asked me this question. And now I feel embarrassed to say, I think I'm in for about 3000. Oh my God. Already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you have more ether or more top shot? <laughs> um, it's getting close. Um, cause I actually haven't, I did start a weekly buy for ether, but I, I only have a few ETH before that. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not too heavy on ETH relative to my Bitcoin position. I think we got, you want to get in before the top shot algo start getting in there. Yeah. Buy, buying and trading. Well, this is the thing. Like right now, the, the data landscape for it isn't that great. Yeah. And once the assholes like you come in and you start scraping data, that's what, that's what I've done. So I'm just getting in all my buys before the brick 75s enter the market. Yeah. I can't write an algo. Like you got to get that automatic buying and selling and someone will do it eventually if it gets big enough it sounds like it's big enough already yeah look at all of you i i love that you guys all think i'm such high rollers that you thought i would have more than three thousand dollars i am very uncomfortable having three thousand dollars in this uh but i appreciate that you guys think i have that much disposable income so are you a hodler uh so i'm i'm a mix man i got my small caps i got my mid caps i got some stuff for sale um yeah, I I have some the rare stuff I'm holding for sure. Um and then a lot of the random stuff I got in packs and some good ones or if I have duplicates, I'm trying to flip those so I have 
my goal is to not put any more of my own cash in where I'm allowing myself to buy if I sell stuff, you know, and try to ladder up. Um, but Peter is not putting any more of his money into this. He says to himself right now, I feel like I have to buy a pack just for, just for the, the lulls, just to be involved. It's fun. It, it it really is fun. And that's the thing. I am not touting this as an investment vehicle. I am getting so much entertainment and sweat equity and enjoyment out of it. And you can do that at any buy-in level. You can go in, you can get cards for cheap. You can buy the packs. You don't have to be hunting for the rare moments and all that. So I am not a financial advisor. You are not going to get rich quick. I am just having fun. I'm, all I'm hearing is money signs. I don't know. <laughs> um, if you if you buy a pack, is it like a real pack where like one of them might be rare? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So last night on the stream, I opened up. So the way it works with the runs, like there's a 7,500 edition. The higher serial numbers or I guess lower serial numbers are more valuable. I pulled a number 69 Joel Embiid last night on the stream that card in the marketplace is already good for $75 to $100 if I wanted to flip it on a $9 pack that I bought. So mm-hmm. you can get some good finds in there. You also get tons of duds. I have some guy named Fernando Bruno or whatever. I now have multiple cards yeah. of his. I don't think those are too hot, Brian. No, he's, <laughs> he's not lighting it up. People asking me to open up a pack on stream. Here's the thing. I last I checked the site was still down and they were also sold out of the packs and I'm going to do a stream tomorrow night on my channel with the guy who topped Bales's record. He spent $47,500 on the LeBron Kobe tribute dunk. Um I'm having him on a show tomorrow so I wanted to save my one pack in the holster for that, but if they have new packs up um Oh, Lou just said it's back up with packs. So I guess we got to show Brian how this works. Do you want to open a pack, Brian? Yeah, okay. Well, I thought you weren't putting any more money in. <laughs> well, I already have some money loaded to buy some more packs. It's oh, okay. There I just go. mean I'm not, you know, spending $600 on some like Luka Doncic moment anymore. Yeah, let's All do right. it. Let's do it. We got to, okay. They do have the base set, release six. All right, here we go, guys. Let's just do it. This is what the, and then we will talk some MMA. I promise I, I am very excited about Top Shot, but I also don't want it to take over my life, which it is doing right now. All right. So we're in the marketplace. We're going to buy a base set pack here. Um, let's buy. Well, you have 355 whistles in the top right. Congratulations. Uh, I, I believe these whistles are like crowns. No, I actually have no idea what the whistles are. <laughs> <laughs> so they're worthless. Okay. Uh, and now watch the site not actually work as I try to process this order. Uh, speaking of which, did you see in the the NBA Twitterverse that uh, DK went down for a bunch of people? They couldn't upload their line, lineups right before lock, and then was that was that a NBA? Yeah, lock? today. Yeah, today at six central. So anyone listening, if you if you did have a problem, you could just email them. And uh, what I'm hearing is. Some of the guys in my Discord are saying uh, they're already giving out free a free roll. Wow. So, okay. Email customer support or your or your rep. Well, so here's the thing. I assume their site is getting slammed right now, but because they have put up other packs, I feel comfortable opening my one pack that I do already have purchased. So we will do this one to not hold up the stream. So there's like but, a slot. There's like a slot machine value to this it, as well. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, for the people asking what this is, I, I did mention on my uh, YouTube channel last night, I did a whole primer video, 101, talking to a guy who's been in the space for a long time. And by long time, I mean like six months instead of one week. Um, <laughs> so you could check that out if you want the primer. But I'm just giving you the experience here. So yeah, I think they should add like a slow-mo reveal or where there's like a pixelated thing or more to it. But this is the overall experience here. It's kind of a genius idea. It's so fucking addicting, Brian. Brian, you know I'm not a huge NBA guy. I had zero interest in physical sports cards. I'm fucking obsessed with this. And this is this is NBA owns all of us. They don't own it. They Top Shot has a a, a licensing deal with the, with NBA. the NBA. Okay. Yeah. Because so I was gonna say if the NBA owned it, thinking selfishly here, it's it, I just want it to be harder and harder for the government to come in and try to fuck with ether and bitcoin 
So basically what happens, so you know how CryptoKitties was on the um, Ethereum blockchain, but then the volume of users crashed it at one point. Mm -hmm. And so they built this on a different chain called the Flow blockchain. I believe that can handle more users. But one thing about it being immutable and being on the blockchain, one of the things already coming out right now is there's a few errors in the player cards. Like it says Zion Williamson was born in South Carolina instead of North Carolina or vice versa. And so they can't go and change that at all because they want the blockchain to say well it's like a billy ripkin card yeah it's so people are already hunting for those misprints i think the marcus spart information is wrong and so they'll update it for future releases but those initial mints will always stay wrong and so it's so it's not on the ethereum network though it's on the flow uh blockchain okay which i i need to read up on a little bit more you should I probably should when I'm $3,000 deep. So what we're rooting for here are obviously rookie cards are very hot right now. Obviously the big players, Durant, LeBron, Luca, and then low serial numbers. The lower the serial number, the better. So let's do this. Common 3446, Isaiah Roby Dunk. I don't know who Isaiah Roby is. Do you have any thoughts on him? Yeah, he's playing pretty well right now, actually. Is he a young guy? Young guy and OKC is pretty good too because uh, he's gonna get a lot of PT because there's okay. no like they don't have anyone on that team. Although the, one problem could be they're so loaded with draft picks over the next five years that guys like him might just be filtered out in a couple of years. But uh, that's all yeah. right. So all right, I like having an NBA guy here who can tell me the context of these players. Let's do the second one here. Not know. a not a great number, but we got a LeBron. Never heard of him. You haven't. Um, so yeah, he's, um, he plays on the Lakers. He's bounced around. He was on the Cavs. He went to Miami, came back to the Cavs, then left to go to LA, won some championships. People say he's pretty good. Um, that's basically all I know about him, but he is dunking the ball here. And I think people, um, like that. I would sell it. Okay. I will be flipping this. Um, Clay seems to know who LeBron is. He's giving me an LFG there. How much does that work? Clay? <laughs> Where's Clay? Does anyone in here know what's after? Um, so what's the serial number then? Let's see. So that this, serial the serial number. number isn't great, seventy-one eighty-two, but this is a limited run out of seven seventy-five hundred. I could probably flip this for a hundred bucks tonight nice. if I want. Yeah. Um. All right, we will do the last one. You just won like a one dollar hundred man or something. Exactly, and Lord knows it's hard for me to do that. Sixty-two ninety-two. Sam Merrill. Never heard of him, Brian. No, that's that's not gonna be worth it. <laughs> He looks like me, though. Um, yeah, that'd be sweet if they did like a Sam Merrill two, just two. There's only <laughs> two Sam Merrill. It's like this obscure player that everyone wants. Yeah, they should do that as like a gimmick. Uh, you could see why he was playing. The score was 144 to 97. So that's when <laughs> Sam Merrill gets in, gets some PT. Hey, Brandon. Um, or Brandon is filling us in with some more contests. He says LeBron is the goat. Goat. I don't know if that stands for something or if he's like a physical goat, but uh, apparently that that do you know what that means? Um, no, I don't. Okay. All right. So that was today's edition of Peter getting his Top Shot fix. Thank you for indulging me. Um, so it's nine bucks for three cards in this. Yeah, in this base set. Yeah. Okay. Well, you won. You won out. I won. Let's do another one. No, I'm kidding. kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Brian's over here itching. Um, You can easily get $1 USD all that. Yeah, I have to take a loss on the Merrill, but I can flip the LeBron. Um, Okay. Let's talk some MMA. Because, well, first of all, this shouldn't be the first of all, but I am curious. Did you play the slate this morning? I did, yeah. How did that go? I lost. Okay. Yeah, shit's rigged. <laughs> You're three days removed from winning everything, and now it's rigged. Uh, yeah, if I don't take first, fourth, and fifth every time, it's bullshit. At least, yeah. Um, so what it, you took? I look because I wasn't in the main contest. I played the Saturday slate, but I wasn't in the big dog contest that you took down. You got like first, and then two other like top twenty, top fifteens. I got first, third, and fourth. And where do you get your ideas? 
from from you what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) well so what like i didn't i didn't have a ton of context for that slate were you on uh, a really low owned guy or what was the unique combination that you landed on for multiple lineups it it was uh uh, i didn't even look it was like under salary and a few lowish owned guys but not that low owned it was fairly spread out yeah did you see did you see tuttle's tweet yesterday that a guy took solo first on the yes. NBA two gamer. I saw that. And like I don't know his own guy was 16% or something. I saw that too. And I'm like, how did this guy solo ship this? Like this could easily have been duped 50 times. I'll pull this up here because I don't have enough context for NBA to know how wild this is, but it seems pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. So you could see the lowest is what 14. He says, yeah, not even. Yeah, no. Yeah, Millsap. Millsap was the key play yesterday. Um, oh, I want to hear what that lady said. Um, uh, yeah, so like NBA is a little, little different, though. It's a little bit a little bit different. Like anyone could get knocked out in MMA. But um, this is not that far off. I think my lowest guys were like two 11 percenters or something like that in mma okay well 11 percent in that large field is pretty big yeah yeah it's not it's not bad it just yeah, it just went the perfect the perfect way easily could have went the other way i, I faded qatar too so i had like 50 percent holland did you watch that fight no i did oh no i saw the um i ended up watching the highlights of it where he was doing the like Muhammad Ali was he talking to the ref while dodging punches? Is that what that was? He was talking to Dana White. Wow, I was I was like that is sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it was impressive. I was I was I was thinking like I wonder what like Hoist Gracie in 1996 versus Holland, like what would happen? I'm assuming Holland would beat the ever loving shit out of him. But like, um, yeah, he 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 crushed that guy, and so I was I was pretty underweight on Qatar, which I'm normally not that underweight in the, the five man, the five round matches, the championship matches in DK's adjustment that they did this past couple of weeks where they changed it around a little bit. I was hoping they would up the price in those guys. Just generally speaking. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they have because it's, you can get some monster numbers uh, in those five rounders. Was there, um, uh, what was I going to say? Were there anything you noticed from the new scoring system or anything that you are even further tweaking with your stuff between tweaking it for the initial changes and after getting one under the belt? Uh, I just made all the changes the week before, you know, a couple days a week before with the new scoring system. And obviously I, I didn't change it from yeah. s- Sunday till today. Um, I don't think I need to really do. Uh, maybe I need to do some stuff. The, the control time is kind of tough. <sighs> I'm not entirely sure uh, how to figure that out. Sample sizes in MMA are really small. So like you can really trip you up if you're like, oh, this guy's great at X, Y, or Z. It's like, yeah, but he had like seven fights. He hasn't fought in a year and a half. Like what does that really mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's... I don't know. So far, I, I obviously I like it, the scoring changes. But yeah, it it seems to make more sense. Um, and you know, they did the first round bonus uh, under a minute knockout. You get a you get a twenty five point bonus, which I think everyone thought was a smart move. Yeah, but was it? I I couldn't tell if it was just my players that I rostered uh, fighters being shitty. But did it seem lower scoring than general in general? Yeah, so my research it was going to be a little lower scoring. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, it was going to be lower scoring than before. Um, today was fairly lower scoring. I think the winning lineup had an 89 in it. Okay, we're back. The you know previous whatever however many years like you want six 100s. Yeah, pretty much every week. So now that you've won you know, and you won everything on Saturday. Uh, are you, you still want the assistant to the regional captain or you just want to keep winning under the current iteration? Um, either way, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only reason I wouldn't want the assistant regional captain is because then I don't have to change anything. Yeah. Because if that comes, then I got to like do a whole bunch more research and stuff. 
Brian, one of our resolutions this year is to be less um, shy about self-promotion. So for the people who are watching this stream on my channel for the first time, tell people about your website, about um, the Discord and stuff, because you put up some of your projections. Did you do ownership projections for these MMA slates? What are, what are you giving away in there? I did both both, both uh, MMAs. I'll do pretty much every MMA unless I'm not playing for some reason. Yeah. I did golf for tomorrow. I have that up there now. Yep. And I do props for MLB, MLB, NFL, and uh, NBA. And do they get that through the Discord or through the website or both? Through the website. So I have the link to Brian's website in the show notes here. I believe it's just brick75.com, right? That's right. Yep. Um, I had a hold on my account. I had to go to brick 75 tech support earlier this week to get back in. I don't know who you got over there handling it, but they did allow me back in. Yeah. It, it, I had to call my guy, me. And, uh, I don't know what, what I did. Like I switched it to something and, uh, I switched it to the, uh, so you don't have the delay on there when the odds come out. And, uh, I must've just made you inactive too. There you go. You know, I already got the boot. It's like, uh, you know, Ben, your podcast host here for we're coming up on, we're going to have our year anniversary in March. We got to do something big for it, man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Didn't even think about that. When I loaded the stream, it was whatever, January 21st, January 20th, 2021. Like that doesn't even seem real. No. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like something that they would see in back to the future, like in yeah. the DeLorean or something. Yeah. And we're like yeah. six years past that. I think what the back to the future date. Um, here's a question I actually meant to ask you about because you did a tweet about this. Um, Brit asks on MMA, did you build with the expectation of hedging the last fight on the sports book? Seems like it would give you coverage to more than 150 lines. If you build preparing to do that. No, because I have no way of knowing that I'm going to get lucky and you can't pick every combination. Like even in those, those eight, those eight fight events, like there's still only like, like there's still like a thousand combinations or something. And that's without having fighters fight against each other in your, in your, um, in your optimization. It's just when I, it comes down to the end and I have like, you know, a solo or a double. And then usually I usually like um, Steve buzzard or RBX 88s in there with me and uh, we could chop up a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah. So uh, what did you end up getting a taker? No, I just bet. I just bet myself. Yeah, in the in the sports book, I didn't go crazy. I just bet two grand to win. I think it was plus one forty at fight time. Two grand to win, uh, whatever twenty four hundred to forty four hundred. Wow. Okay. Like that. Yeah. The so pretty. Any any other takeaways from the big win? Had you been doing your same process, or had you tweaked anything heading into this, or just just trusting the process? It was my completely new model for the new scoring changes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think there is still maybe, uh, I mean, obviously if you're using good projections, they're factoring that in. Do you think maybe there's still an edge on hand builders for not fully understanding the new scoring ramifications? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think the, the big thing with MMA is recognizing, um, how many fights there are, how many entrants you're playing again. It's the same thing in every fucking sport, really. How many, how many, and what, how to apply ownership there and just more like NFL showdown and NBA showdown. How are you going to adjust for dupes? Yep. It's the same thing in every, in all these sports. I mean, like even two game NBAers are pretty kind of tough. Um, and you have to know what sport you're playing. So like in NBA, like this is all my opinion, but in NBA, uh, you, you're gonna you're gonna just have to accept the dupes in like two gamers or showdowns more so than M NFL or MMA. I'm not saying you want 350 dupes or something like that crazy, like, but you said kind of have to lower your expectations um, a little bit. I mean, Ricky Ricky D like proved me wrong a little bit on that NFL slate two gamer. What do you want the milli with? almost all single entries. I just wish you would stop talking about dupes because you're really ruining our edge. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you talk about. Is reducing I, was dupes. I was thinking that in my head. <laughs> um, let's see here. Did you, did you see the, this, 
the clip that this is referencing the Adam Levitan. I've been building MMA lineups with my father-in-law and I'm slowly falling for him. Any advice? <laughs> no. You didn't see this clip? <laughs> no. All right. Actually, we should watch this one because this would be fun to watch if you haven't seen it. You know how, so you know how Levitan, or maybe you don't, he does his solo podcast and uh, he takes listener questions and it's almost kind of a meme now that they're like really absurd <laughs> and ridiculous. And this one um, was kind of an all-timer in that regard. So let's uh, let's do that here. I will get this up. I will show Brian another thing that maybe he won't appreciate. <laughs> okay. So this is Adam reading this question from his solo pod here. All right, question seven. Last question we're going to do today comes from William. He says, this year, my father-in-law, Bill, and I started researching DFS together and have had good results in tournaments. In this time researching DFS with Bill, I have grown a great fondness for him. Of course, I love my wife, but I think I might be falling for Bill. How do I tell my wife? <laughs> How do I tell my wife that I'm in love with her? <laughs> How do I tell my wife that I'm in love with her father? I feel like the stress of this situation is starting to affect my DFS. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the stress of this situation is starting to affect my DFS results in a negative way, and I want to get back to being a winning player. <laughs> I want to get back to being a winning player. Yeah, uh, good question. Good question, William. All right, question seven, last question. So William. good. So. Well, how did he answer it? What did he say? No, uh, I, don't, I don't think he actually answered it uh, in yeah. earnest after that, um, but – yeah, that was that was good, and that's what DFS Texas is uh, is referencing here. Fathering, falling yeah. in love. Was that legit or bet? That was a bit, but it was a good bit. How do you know? How do you You're know right. this guy's not falling for his father-in-law? Maybe, maybe I am not. Uh, you know, being progressive enough. It is January twentieth, twenty twenty-one. Anything could happen in the future, right, Brian? There's, they're saying in my. Um, my YouTube that I said Holland instead of Holloway, the fighter. I don't know. I don't. I don't know because I'm a MMA expert <laughs> now, so I probably said Holloway, right? Yeah. the The poor thing for Brian is is he can't even do this bit because you're successful at DFS. Like I could I could change my username to MMA Thought Leader if I won the hundred thousand. But Brian, you just said you can't you can't do these bids. People get mad at you if you uh, act like you don't know anything and you're winning all these contests. <laughs> MMA MMA might be the worst. I said Holland. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, uh, John Kelly's in my YouTube. D does that revoke my MMA towel card, buddy? Or am I still on the team? Um, yeah, it's not that hard. Uh, MMA is a little easier though because there's not a ton of fighters, you know. You don't have to learn 800 names or whatever. Uh, football's even worse. Like you with uh, defensive cornerbacks. Like, uh, how do you keep track of all the defensive players? I don't I, I can't. I mean, I was doing <clears> – <throat> I did the Splash Play podcast with Spags earlier this week, and he did um, – like basically the dating game, but for NFL head coaches that were, you know, moving around. And he gave me like the blind item, like describing their resume. And I think I got like one or two out of five. Like I was like, there were just like NFL names that I had never, like the guy who's the new coach of the debts, Robert Salah, literally had never heard of him. Um, people got mad at me for saying I hadn't known who Jair Alexander was. Uh, apparently he's the best cornerback in the league this year. Didn't know about him until a few weeks ago. Um, so yeah, it's, it's rough out there, man. They, people expect us to know all these guys. I know the name, but if you would ask me like what team he played for, I wouldn't uh, pull it off. <laughs> John is over in your YouTube chat saying not at all. You're still on the team. You're nice. still on the team. All right. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say McGregor. Now, uh, who do you, who do you think is going to win this fight on Saturday? So it's McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. Wow. And Poirier, is, is he... Did the, I say that name right? I think you did. But is he the guy that's been doing commentary on a lot of fights? Well, I, I just watched the, the, the fake streams. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, um, I, I don't know. I mean, didn't we've watched some of his fights. I don't know if we watched them together live, but... 
definitely when we were sweating our laps. He's a he's a fucking beast, and he could take a punch too. Yeah, I mean McGregor did not look good in that in that last fight. Last time we saw him, I, the, no. the, the MMA film grinders are rolling over right now, listening to us try to like deconstruct this from a film watcher's perspective. <laughs> yeah, well, it, obviously we have no idea, but just like if you had to gamble on it. Yeah, like you have to figure the McGregor odds are always wrong because it's McGregor, right? Right. Like there's always got to be. Well, well, he was the the hallmark example of inflated odds. Like the bet of the century was him versus Mayweather. Right, but the 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 problem is like the books can't let the sharps just hit him over and over again. You know what I mean? Like the books have to like. They have to like make the the odds somewhere where the sharps will stop betting on the other side. All right, so I'm looking at the line right now. McGregor. All right, John, we got John Kelly in the chat, so I want I want him to give his thoughts. We got McGregor minus three fifteen, and we got Poirier plus two forty five on an offshore book. No free ads here. That's not right. I thought I thought McGregor was the dog, wasn't he? I'm looking right now. It says he's minus three fifteen. Because are we gonna are we gonna are we gonna make a whale play right here, Brian? I, I thought it was plus one twenty or something uh, for McGregor. So I'm taking everything I say. I take it back. Here we go. We got John Kelly DFS. You guys should check him out. He has been on the show before. Actually knows his shit, unlike us. Uh, early in the week, uh, money line. There's probably value on Poirier, but FYI, I bet McGregor round one KO at plus one seventy five, and John okay. Kelly does agree. That's right. He sees it at minus three ten. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, damn. Damn. What hmm. uh, what what are these dams coming from, Brian? Well, I wanted to bet McGregor, but yeah, it's it's minus three ten. I bet online. Ugh. Okay. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe that first round knockout <laughs> sounds more up my speed. I might take. So what I'm seeing here, I'm going to take Conor McGregor in round one at plus one fifty five. Okay, and it's not. A, is it a championship fight? Or do they? They're going to go five, five rounds. Yeah. 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 The over under is under two and a half minus two hundred. So they 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 think this is going one or two. Okay, man, that's because that poor guy's got a chin. At least the last, I mean, I, and this is from, from two fights I think I've seen. <laughs> oh, I, you said that with such conviction, I believed you. Like this kid has just a chin, the head movement. He's a warrior. Say he's a warrior, Brian. <laughs> Guy's a warrior. I was watching um, we're listening to Spanky's podcast, and he was talking about. How good touts can just tout either side. So yeah. You say like tout McGregor, and then it's like okay, now tout uh, Dustin, and then he could just do just as well on either side. Yeah, it's like oh my god, it's fucked up. Any of the like, all of that is the like uh, I don't know the the differentiator for the great sports broadcasters, even the shock jock radio guys, the guys who have to talk four hours a day. Your Stephen A. Smith, your Colin Coward, you can just give them a debate prompt. And they can just argue it because they just like to argue and they just like to talk. It does not matter what the side is. So remember that when you get worked up about a very bad take, they might just be playing devil's advocate to get you riled up. I know that ESPN morons do that stuff, but, but like even, yeah, I guess even the touts, I just, it's like a talent too, you know, like that's kind of impressive. What I do you think I'm going to have to manually up uh, McGregor's ownership projection. Ooh, what's he at right now? Is I, haven't, early I, haven't done it. I was going to do it Friday, um, but whatever it's going to come out to the, it's not going to know McGregor's fighting and you figure he's going to get at least a couple clicks extra. I'm going to go see if Osimo has his up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I would guess like 50, 55%. How many fights are there? Let's look. It'll this, be, yeah, this is the riveting programming we do on lulls brian and i look up things that we probably should have looked up before the show at least it's actually dfs this time (laughs) 
Uh, also, since I mentioned Osimo, I will do another plug because in 2021, we are being shameless about our plugs. I'm going to have Osimo on Friday to talk about the conference championship. We're going to talk two game slate, some showdown stuff. So I don't believe I've ever had Osimo on my channel. So that's appointment viewing folks. Wow. I'll be there. 12 fights. So I would, I would guess. I guess he's probably going to be owned. I mean, monster favorite. Five-round fight, but it's probably yeah. early. He hasn't updated his yet. Because, like, at, at under two and a half rounds, at a three, uh, you know, three-to-one favorite or whatever, like, that's, like, guaranteeing. They're saying, like, an average of, like, 90 DK points or something. That's pretty big favorite. And it's McGregor. I'll say fifty-five percent, just ballpark. Wait, are you are you doing that not as a bit? Did you see what John said in the chat? No, he said twelve fights, fifty-five percent seems good for the main twenty-five. <laughs> I'd say. So I thought I thought you were looking at his and in, in, uh, cheating there. I didn't. I'm just guessing. There you guys know. go. I would say if both John and Brian think about fifty-five percent, that's probably a pretty good ballpark guess. Yeah, we'll we'll see where it ends up on Friday. I'll never, I never do it, but I might bump it up for him. People love him. People love that guy. The hand builders are going to love to put some McGregor in their lineups. Yeah, and probably should and get different elsewhere. God, I didn't know he was minus 315. It's minus 315. It just went up. This show is driving the market. Where did we just move the market? Yeah, it's amazing. Well, well, hopefully, Brian, you have to tweet out on uh, on Saturday night looking to hedge on McGregor here. <laughs> Anyone want to slide in? Yeah, that would be sweet. I, I got no problems with that. There's no better tweet in the world than looking to hedge here, right? And you know, you want the dog too, because then it won't cost you that much. Yeah. I mean, although you'll have to, it depends on, yeah, if you can hedge with someone who's not, uh, who doesn't have a DFS lineup, then you could just go, you know, you could bet, Hmm. 5k something like that and then you'll be all right did um did rbx did the because i was joking with you last week about uh our buddy steve buzzard taking down a bunch of tournaments and you you said you shot him a message after his big hit did he reciprocate and reach out to you and say you know what game recognized game nice hit brian yeah he sent me a message he goes fuck you and he blocked me <laughs> yeah <laughs> no <laughs> Yeah, no, he's having a message. Good. He better. I would have been pissed if he didn't reciprocate that. It's like you send someone a Christmas card, they better fucking send you a Christmas card back. <laughs> he did. He did. He did. He didn't block me or anything. Did you um do you still get Christmas cards? You put them up on your refrigerator, Brian? No. No one send you a Christmas card? No. No. You're the only person I talk to. We should we should send out Lowell's Christmas cards next year. <laughs> Should I fly out to Boston? We'll take a... we, we go to some pumpkin patch and take <laughs> some Christmas photos. Some sort of uh, like us shaming someone, you know, for doing something toxic. Yeah. Oh, speaking of this, I do need to pull this up because I don't know. You probably saw me tweeting about it, but I do legitimately recommend listening to Fantasy Counselor interview Vegas Dave. Did you listen I, to that? I didn't. I saw your tweets and like some of your quotes. And I'm like, oh, okay. I might have to. I I feel I, you know, I think it's safe to have a healthy dose of skepticism on anything Vegas Dave says. He claims to be Eskimo brothers with Cliff Kingsbury, that they dated the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, dated the same woman that Vegas Dave was dating for a while. I, well, all right. Let's either that is just an absurd lie, or I don't think I'm ever going to invest any stock in any Arizona Cardinals ever again because that really brings into question Cliff's judgment. Cliff is 41. He's a hepcat man. He lives in that posh mid-century modern Arizona mansion. Vegas Dave is 44. So they're about the same age. They could have went to college together. 
I believe that was part. So did he talk about his $2 million Derek Carr card collection? Yes, he did. He did talk about that. Um, I, I, yeah, I just recommend it. I tweeted out some of the best moments. Um, the counselor floated a theory that a lot of NFL games are fixed and Vegas Dave called him a sore loser for thinking that. Um, and then the counselor was trying to get Vegas Dave to join his fantasy league with a bunch of like D list celebrities and, uh, Vegas Dave shot him down hard. And, uh, they were just both kind of, uh, it was funny to see the roles reversed because the counselor is normally the Vegas Dave. Right. of the fantasy community, but he was interviewing him. So he was like having to pump up Vegas Dave. So Vegas Dave was playing the role of the counselor and the counselor was just like an interviewer. And it was, it was incredible. Did, did Vegas Dave, does he play fantasy? Did he ask him? No, he was like, you know, it's not worth my time. You know, I, 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 uh, I sports bet 18 hours a day. And you know, if I can't be the best at it, uh, I don't do it. You know, if I can't can guarantee victory, uh, I wouldn't do it. You know? So he gave a, he gave a lot of excuses, but not a fantasy guy. Mm, I would love to have him play DFS. Could you imagine? Yeah. The Vegas Dave fantasy tout site would be pretty epic. Um, the, the The other best part is, so, you know, I believe because Chipotle Attic and those guys were in it too, the, I still haven't watched it, but the Vegas, um, like the Showtime series about gambling. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, Martin was in it. Yeah. Bubba Gates. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Vegas Dave is in that too. And the counselor, apparently there's like a three second clip of him in it. it what he said, maybe in like a montage of something. And he used that as like the olive branch to be like, you and me are one in the same. Like we were both in All that right. you know, time documentary. And he was like, <laughs> he's like, Oh, I don't remember that. He's like, Oh yeah, it was just a quick clip. But yeah, I was in there <laughs> too. So watching the counselor try to relate to Vegas Dave was, uh, it was good. So Vegas Dave really thinks he's this shit. That's not a that's not a bit. Or he or maybe he just he's just going with it full time. I yeah, I think he's I think he's pretty full time on it. He also admitted, uh, didn't tweet this out. He he lives with his parents, spun it as something he's very proud of, um, living with his parents. So, you know, shout out to Vegas Dave. He but he talks about building that house for his parents all the time on his on his Twitter. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like you're a big Vegas Dave fan. Oh, I am. I am. <laughs> I don't think he could do a fantasy site, a DFS site, because you have to provide actual content. Well, I guess he could pay people. But he couldn't, like, give them – and he could do shows. But, like, I mean, I guess then he can just give some shitty pick of the day or something. Well, that it's funny you say that because that was another thing. The counselor's like, you should do a podcast, man. You, you should get a podcast going. He's like, yeah, my reps tell me I should, but – you know, if I'm just not super passionate about something, I just don't do it. And uh, yeah, don't have a lot of passion uh, for podcasting. So I don't think we're going to be seeing a Vegas Day podcast anytime soon. Mm, that's a shame. Um, is everyone just jealous that Dave gets hundreds of dollars per whale play? I, I'm definitely jealous. I mean, we were jealous of Cash Out King's Telegram group. We're jealous of Vegas Dave. I mean, these guys are clearly doing things better than we are, Brian. Does he really – does people really subscribe to that fucking guy? I just – I find it hard to believe, but I guess I, it's true. I mean, uh, you know, there's, what, what, there's lots of – Why would you give him $1,000 for one play? Like how fucking stupid are you? It's a whale play, dude. Can't uh, miss. Yeah. No, oh, the best part, I did tweet about this one, but – the counselor asking him, he's like, about just doubling down on a on a team until they finally win a game. Yeah. And he gave it like a half second, and he's like, you know, no. Well, no, in baseball. In baseball, it's viable because these are still major league athletes, and they're not going to lose eight or nine games in a row. So it will work if you just double, 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 double. The money yeah, but, he said, but it's got to be a plus line. Yes, the underdog. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I don't know. Don't hate it till you try it. Did they did they touch on top shots? They did not. They did not. What the, the counselor in Vegas, Dave, have not gotten into the top shot space yet. Um, I will say, of all the absurd things Vegas Dave said, his logic on sports cards actually kind of made coherent sense to me. On that, he was talking about scarcity and how the inflation of just random cards in the market drives down so many prices and how unless you're focusing on the high-end assets, you're going to end up getting screwed and stuff. And I was like, all right, this actually 
checks out Vegas, Dave. So maybe, maybe that Derek Carr collection uh, is where it's at. Somebody said in my chat, there's so many girl fights this weekend. I was, I, I put a little uh, metric in my ownership model, male, female, to see if there was just any, any yeah. more, you know, anything there. And you need like a pretty big database for that. And I don't have, and I, and I don't have enough data yet for that specific type of thing. Uh, but it didn't show any bias, like lesser owned for females. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Hopefully when I get more, I'll see, but. No, I do think that's interesting because I, I saw some tweets about that thinking that it would skew one way or the other on that. So I think that's, that's a good nugget. I need another month's worth of data, maybe, maybe two. And then, then maybe something will show up. No, you're going full Derek Cardi on us. You need 5,000 at bats before we know what's going on here. (laughs) It depends on what you're looking at. It depends on what you're looking at. Something where it's just that's like a legit logistic reg- or logic regression, yeah. logistic regression. So you like it's ones or zeros. You just need more data before it means anything. Um, but as Cardi says, if uh, some guy throws 98 miles an hour, you only need a couple pitches to know that he throws 98 miles, 98 miles an hour. So some things you don't need that much. Yeah. I mean, if, uh, all, sometimes all you need is a few seconds of seeing Chase Hooper in the ring and knowing he would get his ass kicked by the top end lady fighters. How dare you? <laughs> God, I wish that would happen. I wish that would happen. Cause then I would be the number one MMA tout. Although, uh, although Kelly's been walking back his, uh, his, uh, his, his love for it a little bit, a little bit. He's been walking it back. There you go. There you go, John. If you're still watching, uh, I'll I'll give you a chance to to get Chase your line Cooper versus uh, Abana Nunes. What's the line? And I think when we did our live stream, he was like minus eight hundred Amanda Nunes. <laughs> All right, maybe not that high. Maybe not that high. I'm just kidding. But yeah, we we do need to do another MMA live hang again. Get the band back together with John yeah. and Co. Yeah, we should. This would have been a good one. We, I don't know. Maybe we, we might be able to still pull something together. Um, I feel like we're going to have some good cards though coming up this spring when football. Yeah, I can't do it this right, right now because okay. I haven't planned it out. But yeah, one of these one of these days we'll do it. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll we'll get it back together. So again, guys, if you are just tuning in on my channel for the first time, this is a show I do every single Wednesday night with Brian Hooper, except one Wednesday night that he tells me I missed. Every Wednesday night. We do this show. We talk DFS. We talk gossip. We pull up videos. We talk Vegas Dave. We talk sports betting. We talk Cash Out King. We have a great time. And uh, we have an audio version. If you would prefer to listen to the podcast version, that link is down below. And yeah, we're just we're just messing around, experimenting, uh, putting it on my channel as well as Brian's. Not sure how that will shake out, but just want the world to know, Brian, how good this show is. Look at Paulie V's. <laughs> Paul V's. Yes. Brian, uh, again, if you're new here, Brian is known to make some, dare I say, hyperbolic comparisons. Accurate uh, and educational. <laughs> yes. This is a new risk to putting Brian Hooper on my channel. I tried to keep him sequestered on his for all the things he says are a liability. And now I'm like, oh, no. I was thinking about that. I'm like, you sure? Like, we want, maybe we should walk this back. Uh, this because this is a, this is our probably our tamest show. You know, I, do you think do you think you're censoring yourself now that you're you're uh you're no, there's here. just nothing to talk about. If someone got me riled up a little bit, like, you the president was sworn in today. We could we could talk about that. I will say that uh you know if you if you keep watching, you will get to see Brian worked up at some point. You know. Yeah. That's what we do here. So yes, uh, thank you guys for checking it out. We appreciate it. Like I said, um, both Brian and I have discords. Brian has lots of uh, his projections and stuff uh, available via his website as well, brick75.com. He also has uh, a large set of evergreen educational DFS videos on his YouTube channel. Um, If you are hankering for the old days where Brian wasn't held down by me talking about the fantasy counselor and you just want to hear him talk about correlation, you can go watch some of those videos and maybe Brian, maybe we'll get you making a few of those again here soon. 
yeah, yeah. I'm going to try to put out some new stuff on the, the site here soon enough as, as soon as my developer gets gets it finished. Who knows when that'll happen. And then I'll make some videos. And you even got, I saw you had a guy who was doing some NBA write-ups for you on the site as well, right? Yeah. Uh, his his uh, Twitter handle is Vern the Car. So if you guys want to follow him, he'll tweet out when he does an article. Not every day, but whenever he, whenever he's he, whenever he can. And we do it a little, it's, it's a little, little different. The stuff I think is useful for NBAs really important is injuries and groups. Yep. And so he does, he, he, he does a little write up for all the games of the slate. And, um, and I use it, I go back and forth whenever I'm adjusting last second. I'm like, wait, 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 what? And you could click right back to it. Pretty helpful. And is that, is that free just with a email sign up? Yeah, that's free. Yep. Yeah. And Everything, then the- everything's free. It's just the, the odds. I put a delay on there, uh, and I have a Patreon, so the guys in the Patreon can get the bets in before the lines move. Yep. So if you want early access, you sign up to the Patreon. Otherwise, you can hop in the Discord. Just sign up, give Brian his email. I promise him the only thing he will send you is a Christmas card from Lowell's once a year using that email. Uh, <laughs> but yes, so please check out all of Brian's stuff. Uh, appreciate you guys hanging out. We will be back here next Wednesday, as usual, at 8 p.m. Eastern for Brian Hooper, for Top Shot, which apparently crashed while we were on the show. I'm Peter Overzet. We will see you guys next time. the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done